Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to learn about commercial property investing and join our real estate family. We get the best people in the industry to give you straightforward and practical advice that you can actually use in your investing. And in today's episode, we are learning about the benefits of triple net leases, how you can find national tenants. We are chatting with Adam Carswell. Adam has been in the triple net space for five years and he works closely with a good friend, Michael Flight from Liberty Real Estate Fund. And he has a lot of great insights into triple net leases. Here we go. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. You were actually one of the kind people that said yes to be interviewed in this podcast right at the beginning when we had no listeners. <laughs> so I will never forget that. And I'm, I'm happy that you're back. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, honored to be here. Thank you for bringing me back on. And thank you also as a host. You know, I know how much work goes into this. And I just want to congratulate you and let all of your listeners know, you know, Steph's working hard over here, if you haven't noticed. So thank you for all you do and, and being a fantastic host. And also, I've had multiple people reach out to me because of that original episode we did. So thank you for getting it in the ears of those that matter as well. <laughs> Brief background, quick story. Originally from the Cleveland, Ohio area, uh, went to college, university uh, in Western Pennsylvania, Westminster College, where I played basketball and ran track and field. Did very well there. Actually just got a notification not too long ago that I'll be getting inducted into the Hall of Fame pretty soon. So that's Ooh. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I discovered at a young age that I really had a passion for coaching, uh, basketball in particular, because it was something that I was pretty good at and pursued that dream moving to Central America, actually, after college to get my master's degree in Belize. And uh, long story short, ended up coaching there, playing there uh, semi-professionally as well, uh, which is kind of funny, too. The reason I got into the Hall of Fame for the most part at my college is uh, I'd say 75% of the accolades actually came on the track and field. But basketball, I think basketball just kind of sounds cooler. So <laughs> anyways, uh, basketball just played a huge role in my life. It helped me start seeing the world. Um, we had some massive wins and successes while living in Belize, uh, but then moved back to the U.S. and decided I, I just didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to get in with a Fortune 500 company and kind of work my way up the corporate ladder. And after a couple of years of doing that in the Washington, D.C. area, I quickly realized, hey, there's actually a ceiling here. And even the people that are way up ahead of me and making decent money, they're still working like 80 hour weeks. So I quickly decided that I you know, either had to get into tech or real estate, which is kind of funny. Um, in a way, I'm very much involved in both spaces now. And uh, but I picked real estate after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad twice. And I just kept going that direction. I became a realtor with Remax for a couple of years. And then along the way, stumbled upon a uh, pretty well-known guy in our space, the ultimate gangster when it comes to raising capital, Hunter Thompson. And um, you know, thankfully, Hunter brought me under his wing. I, I now manage our entire educational branch over at ASIM Capital. And I've also was introduced to Michael Flight through Hunter, um, which if it wasn't for Michael, Steph, you and I wouldn't be here. And uh, the, what I've learned from from Michael's leadership and mentorship actually is the information that we're going to dive into here today, which I'm really excited about, which is triple net lease assets, right? So thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story and I, I pass it back to you. 
Awesome. Let's dive right into it. What are net leases? So net lease or triple net lease in particular, uh, what comes to mind for me almost instantaneously, because I've heard Michael say it so many times, but there's no toilets, there's no ten, or no toilets, no taxes, and no termites. I think there's a few more T's too, and some of us out there have probably, if you've been in the game long enough, you've heard heard them all. But I find it really interesting how this particular asset class, from what I have seen, gets overlooked in the commercial real estate investment space, and I think it's for a few reasons. One, um, there really isn't just like a bunch of information out there on it, and then two. You know, a lot of these assets are probably a little bit lower um, on the cap rate side of things. You know, if you're looking for like major value add projects where you come in and just make a, a ton on you know, renovating the, the, the asset, then it, it might not be your cup of tea. But from a cash flow and stability perspective, I don't know if there's many other commercial real estate assets that exist that are as dependable as, as triple net leases. Now, I'll give you a few examples here. Uh, Walgreens. CVS, McDonald's, Starbucks, Advanced Auto Parts, um, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is a stable one. Hard to hard to hard to get a Chick Fil A on on your hand, or uh, they're not easy to find, right? Because they perform so well. Yeah, and most national brands, so they typically also call them national tenants, right? Right, right. And so you've got that, you know, the amazing credit backing a lot of these tenants. So wondering whether or not someone's going to pay you on a monthly basis normally is not um, a concern. Right. It's just another reason why, especially if you're looking for stability and cash flow, you know, you want to check in the mail every month from Wendy's. There you go. And one thing I have to throw out there too is I think that we're going to see the triple net lease space actually begin to evolve and get bigger and maybe a little bit more popular because, um, of what we just went through, someone we had on our show, Michael Flight and I co-host the Nothing But Net Real Estate podcast. So if you really want to go deep, I mean, it's all right there. I'm sure Stephanie will get you guys a link. But um, we had someone on our show talking about like stores like Apple and all these other places where normally when you go into a mall or a shopping center and it's a part of the experience, we're going to start seeing more of those kind of branch out and do their own thing. So imagine like a freestanding Apple store. Uh, I'm sure there's some out there, but I always think of the ones in the mall, right? So um, Lululemon, a lot of these other major brands are looking at the uh, the freestanding uh, model, which I think is pretty powerful. And, you know, these people are very hard to negotiate with. We definitely have to go with their own leases. It mm-hmm. can take a couple of years to negotiate those leases Let's talk briefly, and I want to dive deep into this topic with another person that you recommended later, but sure. what is lease abstraction? Because these leases can be 60, 100 or more pages long. Yeah. What is the lease abstraction? It's funny. And one thing Michael will say is the reason why these leases are getting longer and longer and probably will continue to just get longer is because all of the the little nuances in a negotiation that went wrong for someone at some point in time <laughs> and they just build and build. It's like, you know, welcome to the beautiful world of attorneys and legal yeah. matters. So <laughs> in summary, it's exactly what Steph outlined, which is, you know, you're working with some of these major tenants as well. You know, a lot of them come in with their terms and their leases in advance and you kind of just have to go with it. Cause it's like, all right, I'm not going to try and tell McDonald's what to do. Right. So, but the abstract is going through the, you know, say for example, 50 to 200 page lease, whatever, however long it may be. And then pulling the key data points out of that lease and getting it in a nice succinct form, you know, probably one, two, three, probably no more than three pages. 
the least abstracting that we do at Liberty Fund is done in Excel model. I'm sure there's other ways you can do it. So yeah, that's that's in summary, that's what it is, is just taking out the key data points and getting it in a nice organized document. So that way you don't have to look through hundreds and hundreds of pages. You got to, it's for a, a special type of person, right? I, as you can tell, I like to talk, so I didn't do it for very long. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the benefits of triple net leases? I think the biggest benefit that I've seen in my exposure to the space, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I've been in, in real estate for no more than five years and exposed to, I, I guess, let me just say, I'm grateful to be exposed to the retail and this side of the business, because I think, again, it's just not common. Like, it's just not co as commonly talked about, I think, because people can't relate to it quite as much. Like, you know, single family homes, HGTV, everyone gets it. And that's kind of how everyone first gets into real estate. But anyways, I think the biggest benefit to triple net lease assets are some things that I've already alluded to here, which is, you know, you look at, for example, the era that the world just went through and all the, I mean, it could go on and on and on about, you know, individuals paying rent and, you know, the, the typical landlord has just gone through a lot of stress, right? If you're looking mm -hmm. to be a landlord that has minimal stress, this is the asset class for you. As mentioned, it's not something where you come in and you're like, oh, I'm going to renovate the whole thing. And I mean, there, I'm sure there are some value add plays out there. But if you're simply looking to park your capital somewhere safe and sound and receive that cash flow on a monthly basis, <laughs> I said it earlier, I don't, I don't know uh, where else you can get it so, so straightforward. The benefits are, you know, if you look at the numbers, you're, you got high credit tenants paying you on a monthly basis. Um, yeah, that's what people call the mailbox money, right? You really do not have to do anything for the most part uh, when you have these kind of tenants. They take care of maintenance, the roof, the building, and everything else. So let's just like zone in on everything you just said again. <laughs> um, as a to all my landlords out there, do you like taking care of the roofs? Do you like taking care of the the, the taxes, the HVAC? Um, if you do, let me know. It sounds like you could be a, a good uh, partner for operations. But um, yeah, it's, it's just a great way to kind of put all of the uh, responsibility on the tenant. You could say maybe the downside is you're not going to be making a massive, you know, 50% ROI, but it's, it's just stable. It's very stable. And if you do, you know, manage to get national tenants, the beauty there, as you all may know, is that your cap rate is very, very small uh, compared to having a local tenant. So sure. they can be renting the same space and having signed the same lease. However, having that brand and the security is attractive to other buyers out there because they know that this tenant will pay. So your cap rate decreases, which increases the value of your property. And along those same lines, how do people typically approach a national tenant, especially if they're just starting out and they don't have experience with national tenants? The biggest hack, if you will, here in meeting the tenants and the reps that you want to work with is, well, obviously the networking piece, right? And so how do you go about networking? From my observation and working with Michael, who's been in the space for, I think, probably close to 35 years now, longer than I've been alive, right? And I always joke about that. Um, 
I mean, the relationships are just so key. And so if there's any sector in the world of business that tends to move slow as far as adopting technology and like new ways of thinking, I, I feel like real estate, we kind of are a slow moving beast. Um, For sure. And so with that, being, <laughs> with that being said, you know, you, you might not like it, but if you want to become sophisticated in this space very quickly, you have to start cultivating relationships with like with the old guys. I don't know how else to put it, guys. You know, I'm 30, so I, I feel like I, I can kind of get away with saying that. Um, you want the people who understand retail and have 30 plus years of experience, and a lot of them, you know, they didn't even they didn't have rich dad poor dad to introduce them to the real estate space, right? And they they just know all the people. And one place that Michael brought me was um, Vegas a few years ago to uh, ICSC, the International Chamber of Shopping Centers annual conference, um, which by the way, if you are thinking about getting into just simply getting into the retail sector, highly recommend getting into that network. That's just a great resource. And that's kind of where all the cool kids hang out in the retail space. So going to that conference in Vegas really opened my eyes because it, it aggregated, it aggregated the entire US and international retail space into one massive networking event. And you can go and you can meet, you know, your reps from, oh, we didn't even mention gas stations yet, but you know, BP, uh, McDonald's, uh, all the fast food places, uh, Walmart. I mean, and then on top of that, brokers from everywhere. You always want to have relationships with brokers, even though I know sometimes, you know, people can say brokers are annoying, still want to be friends with them. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, so that, and that's where it starts from a lease negotiation perspective. I would say in this space, if you can become friends with like, uh, cause you know, Michael's very, got very good relationships with like the old Navy reps and folks like that. And, um, you know, I didn't mention this in detail earlier, but the company that I represented or that I worked for once upon a time was Sherwin Williams. Um, and a lot of our, our, I'm saying like, I still work there. A lot of those properties are, uh, <laughs> also triple, triple net lease deals. And I know that I've got relationships with the Sherwin reps now cause of that so anyways it just you know we already know it comes down to relationships but if you can zone in on the actual brand reps and become friends with those guys i think that could probably benefit you a little bit more than uh, just becoming friends with brokers that is a very 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 useful tip i agree 100 go to conferences uh, not only for triple net for whatever asset class you want to get into industrial office car washes <laughs> yeah 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 there you, you go you meet not only all of these people that Adam is talking about, but you also connect with other people that are doing the exact same thing as you are. And having those relationships are very, very valuable, no matter what you do in real estate. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you think is important for our audience to know that we haven't covered? I think the most important thing is, you know, guys, I, in, in this sector, I'd say uh, I'm enough... I know enough to be dangerous <laughs> at this point, right? But um, not quite as deep as, for example, some of the guests that we've had on the Nothing But Net podcast. And we've even got a few things on the show where we go into detail on how to under, I mean, how to underwrite a triple net lease asset is in our podcast. And talking about lack of knowledge and information in the space on this sector of the business, I highly recommend checking out the Nothing But Net podcast. And if you scroll through the episodes, you can see each one from legal to tax to 1031s to underwriting to deal analysis. I mean, just 
we've got it all there. Yes. And I personally listen to that podcast. It is definitely very, well, very you're, helpful. You're a soon, uh, depending on when this goes, guys, Stephanie's episode will probably be live by the time you're listening to this too. So go check her out. No, no, don't. Well. I'm a terrible interviewee. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes aside, Adam, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, best way to get in touch with me is through my website, which is my last name, Carswell, C-A-R-S-W-E-L-L dot I-O. Uh, it's kind of like my one-stop shop, right? So whatever platform you prefer to connect with me on, you'll you'll kind of see it there, whether it's social media. Um, and then if you do shoot me, want to shoot me an email, um, you can do that through the website. It'll automatically get pushed through to me. Um, we can continue the conversation there as well. And last but not least, Adam is um, the king of LinkedIn. He did a phenomenal job building his brand through LinkedIn. And as far as I know, he started just recently, like about a year or two ago. And if you are interested in doing that, just follow what he does on LinkedIn. It, it, it has been great to see him build his brand through LinkedIn as well. Thank you. Yeah, I'd be happy to share any wisdom that I can with folks. Just growing your network through LinkedIn, that that app, however you want to call it, website has completely changed my life. So I can just point to you to so many connections and things that have happened on LinkedIn that have led me to here today. So happy to share that wisdom with you guys if you'd like. Adam, thank you so much for coming here for the second time. And I look forward to a few more times. Absolutely, Steph. Thank you for having me. Make sure to subscribe to our super straightforward newsletter at MonteCarloREI.com. And I will see you next time.